I'm sitting here waiting for Sharon Mashihi to show up for our video call. And uh, we're playing the first episode of her new series, Appearances, on the show today. It's a 10-part series about a young Iranian-American woman who wants nothing more than to become a mother. And a big part of enjoying the show is being surprised by what happens. So, Hi, Jonathan. Hi, how you doing? Good. Just one second. I'm just uh, closing windows. I unplugged my refrigerator. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so how have you been? I haven't seen you in a while. I've been um, kind of crazy. I, I don't know. Finishing appearances was a very big project, and I, I think I've been like doing this weird mental thing where I was like, when the show is finished, there will be the rest of my life. Right, and, uh, right. and until it was finished, you had no life beyond that. Yes, true. Well, I really loved it. I just listened to oh, the thanks. last episode, and um, I, it was it was beautiful. Did you feel the truthness in the last episode? I really felt like I was copying some of your aesthetics in the oh, yeah? last episode. Like how so? Uh, just an etherealness of otherworldliness and kind of like a David Lynchy. Uh-huh. But I might have failed, well, but I that I felt like I was channeling you, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if I would hear it as that, but it's interesting that's that for you. Yeah. yeah. I, I really enjoyed how unfettered it was, you know, like you went wherever you wanted to go. And it was just so so creative and, and it uses the medium so well and it was like effortless to pay attention to it, you know. Thanks, Jonathan. I really, really You're welcome. Appreciate hearing that. It's funny that you called it effortless. <laughs> Very funny. There's a, there's a lot of effort. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 But the story is, um, it's very autobiographical. And it's about how you really want to get pregnant. But it's not just about that. It's also really about your relationship with your mother and your family. But but mostly your mother. It is. Yeah. I, I think calling it autofiction is fair. The mother that's in the show is really not exactly my mother. But I also have to say that the mother I wrestle with day to day in my mind, the mother I talk about in therapy is like not my mother. And I talk about with that, my therapist sometimes. I, I'll just like pause sometimes and be like, I'm giving you an inaccurate depiction of my family. And then she'll say, it doesn't matter. What matters is how you think of them, what you remember. Yeah. And, and that that commitment to accuracy that you were just displaying is um, one of the most charming aspects of the show. And you hear it a lot in the prologue, which we're going to hear. So I guess a note to anyone who doesn't like it at the beginning, it changes a few times. So if you keep listening, yes. you might like it later. Yes, that's very true. So after the break, we are going to hear the prologue of Sharon Mashihi's new series, Appearances, from Mermaid Palace and Radiotopia. And when you're done with it, go listen to the whole thing. It's wonderful. We put a link to the podcast in our show notes, and you can also hear it by searching for Appearances in your favorite podcast app. Hi, this is Appearances. Welcome to the prologue. Part A, prologue to the prologue, aka a note on what is true and what is not true and why this podcast is labeled Fiction. Hello, I am Sharon Mashihi. I made this show, and uh, I want to tell you why. Um, I'm 36, and I want to have a family, maybe have a partner, raise some kids. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how to do it. What I've come to understand is that I am very connected to my past, the family I grew up in, 
and my culture. I'm Iranian-American. I grew up in a tight-knit immigrant community in a town called Great Neck. And all of that history is part of the strange soup that's kind of keeping me stuck. What do I mean by stuck? I mean, I say I want this thing. I want to have a family. And yet, I am not taking steps towards starting a family. And so I have to ask myself, is there some part of me that doesn't want this thing I say I want? And if that's the case, why? I categorize this show as fiction, and I call the main character Melanie. I'm so confused. I don't know if I'm Sharon or if I'm Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm Melanie. Just call me Melanie. Okay, Melanie. Oh, all right. So then... Uh... And I feel good about Melanie. Melanie is basically me, but different. Hi, I'm Melanie. That's Melanie's voice. And I'm Sharon. That's my voice. Melanie, Sharon, Melanie, Sharon. I will admit to you, these two voices are exactly the same. I am the truth, and Melanie is fiction. I am not somebody who could ever, ever be a novelist, because every other sentence I would be wanting to tell the reader on a scale of 1 to 10 how true the sentence is that they just read. She woke up that morning feeling brave, 3 out of 10, and hungry, 9 out of 10, and determined to be a better human being, 7 out of 10. This show, I guess if I had to give it a rating, I would give it 6.5, 6.5 out of 10. Frequently asked question, what about the other characters? Are they true? Well, some of them are, and some of them aren't. Most of the people in my life are pretty private, and I wanted to protect that privacy. I mean, I tried to, and I hope that I mostly succeeded. And also, anyway, for the most part, the other characters in this story are my family. And I am not so sure I can really see them clearly for who they are anyway. Maybe that's unfortunate, but that is what it is. Okay, end of part A. Before part B, there will be some theme music. It will fade out, and then you will meet Fariba. Part B is me, Fariba. Fariba is the nosiest person in Great Neck. Hello. She lives across the street from Melanie, and she will tell you the history of the town, which I believe is integral to this story. Okay, here goes. Part B, a history told by me, Fariba, the neighbor across the street. My neighborhood, like all neighborhoods, has changed throughout the years. 
In the 1980s, we all had Venetian blinds. In the 90s, we all replaced them with those long, flappy synthetic blinds. And then in the early aughts, with the rise of Martha Stewart, we all switched to fabric. In this neighborhood, the windows are very important. What can we see when we look out of them? And more importantly, what can everybody else see when they look in? Everybody can see. God damn it. I am going to tell you the story of my town, Great Neck, New York. Great Neck, it is a historical town, an important American town. It is where F. Scott Fitzgerald once lived and where his novel, The Great Gatsby, takes place. Great Neck was worthy of the greatest movie stars, Charlie Chaplin, W.C. Fields, the Marx Brothers. All of these people would sit on their front porches looking out onto Manhasset Bay, not a care in the world. They would drink martinis. They would go into debt throwing elaborate parties. They would fall behind deadline on assignments, too busy playing tennis with their friends. They would become entangled in salacious affairs and other glamorous things, too glamorous even to name. But then, the Great Depression came. Great Neck, like the rest of America, fell into ruin. All of the famous people were gone. The houses, the beautiful houses, were empty. Banks took possession of every single one. And these banks, they couldn't sell the houses to anybody. So they started selling them to Jewish people. And in the 1940s and 1950s, that is what the town became. A shtetl. But as American Jews became more and more wealthy, Great Neck became fancy again. Mansions were happening again. Parties were happening again. The 1960s happened. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. Then the 1970s. Therefore, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. And at the very end of the 1970s, 1979 in fact, Something very important happened. It happened all the way across the world in Iran. The revolution. When a fundamentalist regime takes over the government, and Iran goes from being a modernized, secular, Middle Eastern country and becomes a theocracy. And in that moment, those of us who belonged to ethnic minorities, well, we get the fucking fuck 
out of there. Now, many of the people who fled Iran were Jewish. They arrive in the United States and they ask, "Where does this country put its Jews?" Again and again, they hear the same answer. In our mind, in our great neck white American mind, they were running from something, but none of us had an idea what. They were very wealthy, something to do with carpets, and they were from a place called Iran. What happens when the Iranians arrive in Great Neck? There is a revolution of a completely different kind. Where once there were bagel places and pizza parlors, now there are shish kebab restaurants and eyebrow threading salons. <coughs> Ow! Where once the back rooms of clothing stores were just storage areas. Gale, 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 gale. Now they are used as all-night backgammon parlors and private hookah bars. In Great Neck, we Iranians lived our lives pretending we were still at home, but then we had children. Melanie, Melanie. Melanie, open your door. And the children, they posed some problems. God, mom, what? What the heck are you doing with the condom in your room? They give them out in health class. The children belonged to a different culture. When they give that out, you say no. Thank you, ma'am. We don't do that in this family. And once they came of age, we could no longer. Pretend. I know, Mom. I'm a good little Persian girl. I know to stick to blowjobs and anal. What the heck are you talking about? Man, umadam in keshvar. Vasechi, vasechi. I myself do not have children. I am one of those women you hear about who failed to marry. She is pickled. Valiba is a pickled, soured old maid. She is sour. But. Thank God, this story is not about me. It is about the Barzades, my neighbors across the street. I have been watching the Barzades for decades. I have a special chair beside my window. It is my station. I get comfortable, and. I scrutinize. Mom, what? It's not a good time to yell at me. Fariba's watching again. <sighs> of course, if I see somebody seeing me, see, I snap the blinds back, and suddenly I am hidden. The Barzades are a special family. Yeah. Oh yeah. Melanie oh, is yeah. the one I watch yeah. the yeah. most. She is. Strange, and not just by traditional Iranian standards, but really by any standards at all. <clears throat> I'm Melanie, Melanie Barzadeh. This story is really about my life, 
And I think you know whose life I mean when I say mine. Um, but what is my life really, if not the life that is perceived by the people in my community, especially the nosiest among them? I am an Iranian-American woman who grew up in Great Neck. I, I don't even really know how Iranian I am. My parents are the ones who are Iranian. For a long time, I thought that was the biggest problem in my life. My parents are Iranian, and I am American. Therefore, we struggle. But then I started to look more closely, and I realized the problems we have are the problems in every family. We try to love each other, and over and over again, collectively, we come up short. Appearances is the story of all of that. You have just heard the prologue of Appearances. Please continue on to episode one, where we get to know Melanie, her family, and the profound simplicity of her love life. I'm not, really, I'm not offended. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. I'm not moved. I am, I am not completely trusting of you. That's in episode one of Appearances. To hear episode one of Appearances from Mermaid Palace and Radiotopia, just go on your favorite podcast app and search for Appearances, or you can go to mermaidpalace.org slash appearances. And there's also a link to the podcast in our show notes. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and you have been hearing. The Truth. Radiotopia. Radiotopia.